Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's podcast for WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to talk about a subject that by the time you hear this, the events will probably have passed, but it's always good to review these types of incidences so they don't happen that often. We're going to talk about Chuck Hagel being tapped for Secretary of Defense by President Obama, and his nomination has caused an outroar by the Zionist crowd and the Christian Zionists, both. And so we want to first read Chuck's piece that he wrote several days ago, just as this was sort of building up, and his predictions are pretty accurate. And we just received a newsletter from Gary Bauer and his organization, which is American Values. And this part of his newsletter for January 29th is entitled, Standing with Israel and Against Chuck Hagel. So there's quite an array of people that are against Chuck Hagel. Leslie, why don't you read Chuck's piece first? Hagel visited Israel, now attacked by Zionists, posted by Charles E. Carlson, January 25, 2013. Why is Secretary of Defense nominee Chuck Hagel, who visited Israel in 2005, now being attacked on TV by Jewish-American neocon lobby? Facts reveal all the more reason we need to remind our congressmen to confirm Obama's choice, which seems to be in doubt. Our website search revealed that We Hold These Truths wrote critically about Chuck Hagel taking a junket to Israel in November-December 2005 as one of two Republicans who accepted the gift, compliments of the Israeli lobby. I don't think most of our elected officials are strong enough to resist a brainwashing tour from Israel. They should learn the truth by arranging their own tours to see all of Israel, not just the part Benjamin Netanyahu wants to show them. Having said this, I wonder why Hegel is now being criticized by the state of Israel and by American Jewish Zionists when he is one of two Republican senators who accepted their invitation in 2005. How can Hegel be said to be less than fair to Israel when he received Israel's own tour of its self-proclaimed democracy? Surely Israel should be grateful that former Senator Hegel is to be in a position of power over our war policy, but they are not. In my opinion, the media attack on the wounded and decorated Vietnam War Marine veteran, which I saw last night on network TV, will eventually be revealed to be the work of an Israeli lobby in the U.S., Israel's politicians and a few Christian Zionists. We all know our leaders should not be elected or appointed because they are popular or unpopular with another country. Being informed about foreign powers should be important in this powerful office. Should not Israelis be grateful that Hegel has informed himself under their tutelage? I, too, toured Israel by myself and on public transportation 
without political briefings or even a guide. Maybe Hegel asked a few leading questions while he was there, such as, why can we only see Gaza from across a high fence? Or, what's behind that 26-foot cement wall? Or, who are the people in these jails? Or, what do you do with the Israeli babies these soldier girls are bound to produce? Or, why does this tour not allow us time to meet Palestinian citizens of Israel? Perhaps the answer to why Zionists seem to fear and hate Hegel is found in a letter from former U.S. Congressman Jim Aberesk on our whtt.org website. December 6, 2006. I suppose one could argue that Bush's encouragement of Israel in the Lebanon War this summer was the result of some imperial urge, but it was merely an extension of the U.S. policy of helping Israel because of the lobby's continual pressure. In fact, I heard not one voice of opposition to the Israeli invasion of Lebanon this summer, except Chuck Hagel. There you have it. Hegel seems to be fair-minded enough to go to Israel and listen, but not soft-headed enough to think he has to accept their warring policies against its own people and neighbors. We should help confirm Obama's choice, Chuck Hegel from Nebraska. Thank you. Great report, Chuck. Now let's read this. This came out today from American Values, Gary Bauer, and, Chuck, you were a little bit wrong because you said a little bit of help from the Christian Zionists. It looks like they've put maximum effort in there. So go ahead and read the little bit of this report. Sure. Leslie. American Values, Tuesday, January 29, 2013. To friends and supporters from Gary L. Bauer. Standing with Israel and against Chuck Hagel. The Senate Arms Services Committee will hold a hearing this Thursday to consider the ill-conceived and dangerous nomination of former Nebraska Senator Chuck Hagel to the Secretary of Defense. Last night I was honored to attend a great gathering of pro-Israel Christians in Washington, D.C. With just a week's notice, Christians United for Israel Action Fund brought 500 people from 46 states to our nation's capital to stand for a strong national defense and a solid U.S.-Israeli alliance and against the nomination of Chuck Hale to be the next Secretary of Defense. Senator John Cornyn, Republican Texas, and Pastor John Hagee delivered passionate speeches outlining why Hagee would be a disaster for our national security and for the balance of power in the Middle East. I reminded the audience about Hegel's incredibly bad voting record, but also pointed out his repeated use of rhetoric most often associated with anti-Semites. Today, the members of Christians United for Israel Action Fund fired up from our time together last night, visited over 65 Senate offices, making the case against Hegel in person on Capitol Hill. I accompanied Pastor Hagee, to a meeting with Senator Jim Inhofe, Republican Oklahoma, an outstanding conservative champion and the ranking Republican on the Senate Arms Services Committee. As Iran continues its reckless pursuit of nuclear weapons and its meddling in the Middle East, the nomination of Chuck Hagel 
sends the worst possible signal of weakness and ambivalence to our enemies as well as our allies. In fact, I fear that Hegel's nomination will embolden our enemies and invite acts of aggression and terrorism. Add to this administration's recent arms transfer of F-16s and M-1 tanks to Egypt's Muslim Brotherhood-controlled government, and you have a prescription for disaster. Thank you. Sounds like that was written in Israel. There's a lot of interesting comment on the Chuck Hagel debate, and we'll want to talk a little bit about it. I want to quote just briefly from Justin Raimondo of antiwar.com, who wrote on the 25th, The Hegel Haters. And it's kind of, a, uh, he talks about various people, neocons and so forth. Uh, he didn't mention, but it's interesting, and some other commentators have mentioned that APAC, the Israeli lobby, American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, has kind of stayed out of the debate, so to speak, to pretending to have neutrality. But here's what Justin Raimondo had to say Christians United for Israel, KUFI, has got to be one of the biggest and most pathetically comical of all the useful idiots. They are a highly organized and well-funded group of born-again Christians of the dispensationalist variety whose theology holds that Israel must be supported unconditionally and forever because that's God's will. They believe Israel will be attacked by the Antichrist and that this war, World War III, will end in the victory of God's legions and the second coming of Christ. Their leader, the Reverend John Hagee, is a full-board nutjob who says Catholicism is a godless theology of hate and that Hitler's attempt to exterminate the Jews was part of God's divine plan to create the state of Israel. Kufi organized a petition that garnered 17,000 names opposing Hegel, and the group plans to travel to Capitol Hill to lobby against his confirmation, which was confirmed by Gary Bauer. Chuck, your comments, please. Well, very briefly, of course, we're not Hegel fans, nor are we against Hegel, and we certainly don't endorse everything that Obama does. It just happens that he did nominate someone here who has a record of actually stating, I believe that I am a United States congressman, not a congressman from the state of Israel. And that's all it takes to set off the Christian Zionist movement against him. Because, of course, as Justin Romano pointed out, Israel is a god to the Christian Zionist movement. I think we and other, some of our other friends who've been doing this for a long time probably had a good bit to do with influencing people like Romando, uh, who don't come really from our point of view exactly, but who are, are really good allies in the uh, idea of freedom and who are, of course, for peace. So we're finding a lot of people on the we're for peace side who are essentially kind of quoting us without, I guess, without credit at least, they're talking about the same definitions that we've created of Christian Zionism and talking about the same problem. How this is going to come out, I don't know. Hegel, of course, all we really know about him is that he was in Congress and was considered one of the conservative ranks of, of Midwestern congressmen. I don't know how to, I don't like classifying people. And I, I think we found some things sometimes we didn't like about him. Apparently, though, he served as a, a sergeant, and that means that he probably 
uh, volunteered for Vietnam to avoid being drafted. That's the way most of us did. And during the Vietnamese years, you had to go. So one way or the other, you're going to get into the military. So a lot of people like Hegel and not like me, I, I volunteered so that I wouldn't be drafted, but I took a little different course at a little different time, and it was before the war in Vietnam. But Hegel, of course, it was just a perfect age to get drawn into the Vietnamese War, and apparently he chose to volunteer as an infantry non-com. He went in as probably as a private E1, uh, like I did, and he stayed two years and, and came out as a sergeant and was wounded in Vietnam. And somehow or another, this has led him to not be too enthusiastic about more wars. What his sin really is, is he doesn't want, he's just not totally enthused about going to war again someplace else. And he said that, and nothing more or less than that, uh, this is just a reasonable guy who, whatever his other political feelings are, we haven't analyzed him in depth, his voting record for those years he was in Congress or anything, but essentially just on this war issue, He's just kind of resisting the war move. And based upon that, here is Kufi and the entire Christian Zionist movement demanding more national defense and saying this guy who doesn't want more, at least overtly, doesn't seem to want more and bigger wars, is an enemy, and they say so. This is how Christian Zionism actually does work. Well, and also how the Zionists use the Christian Zionists as a big support base. If you go back to our last week's podcast about Stephen Sizer, the Anglican vicar from the UK, his attack by Zionists and Christian Zionists, they all kind of follow similar lines. So there seems to be a pretty well-coordinated hand on these attacks here it is, as we pointed out early, interesting that APAC wanted to stay kind of neutral out of this because they, in essence, really are, although they're not registered as a foreign lobby for the state of Israel, that's exactly what they are. So they're trying to stay out of it and look like they're neutral. But uh, I might add, yeah, I might add just one more line. It appears that Bill Crystal, who is part of the neocon apparatus, uh, of course, that uh, came the plan for the new American century, basically the war plan that we're operating under, the neocon war plan that was uh, exposed by Mearsheimer and Walt in their book on Israel. Crystal apparently, and some of his colleagues, and we haven't been able to confirm this yet, but they bought the name ChuckHagel.com. So that would be like buying LeslieFort.com or TomCompton.com and then publish a website in which uh, they make him out to be a villain. And so they've actually bought his name from GoDaddy and created a website. And if you go to ChuckHagel.com, it reveals all the things that Bill Crystal, the neocons, and, of course, the Christian Zionist movement would want you to believe about him. It almost seems like you'd have causal legal action. But I guess in the wild, wild woolly world of the Internet, Nothing prevents someone from buying your name. I wish somebody would buy my name and do that, and I believe that I would uh, try a little pro se lawsuit and just see what happens. Another interesting thing I want to throw into the mix here, that way we've been pitted Republicans against Democrats and liberals versus conservatives, and just after Justin Raimondo and his piece 
about Christians United for Israel, here's an interesting paragraph. Under the general heading of useful idiots, we can also include those far leftists and other sectarians who refuse to believe on principle that anyone nominated to head up the Pentagon could possibly be good news for peace advocates. Unable to see the issues in context and oblivious to the real implications of a challenge to neocon hegemony in the foreign policy fields, these sectarians refuse to see any value in supporting someone whose confirmation will open up the foreign policy debate. And after all, he won't be dismantling the American empire in one fell swoop. So you've got, so it really makes it very interesting. And thank goodness for the, the internet so that anybody with half a brain can find these things out and not be in lockstep with our major media and the useful idiot Christian Zionist leaders like John Hagee and, and Gary Bauer. Tom, the rules of the Internet, uh, GoDaddy included, everybody remembers GoDaddy and the World Super Bowl and their, and their Super Bowl ads. But anyway, the rules are that you can buy a, a website name and you can register it with GoDaddy in proxy. And only GoDaddy knows who you are. But, of course, GoDaddy, under certain circumstances, is required to disgorge who the name is, and they're required to pass on information to the owners of chuckhagel.com, but we can't go to GoDaddy and demand to know who bought that website, nor can Chuck Hagel, as far as I know. Hmm. Interesting situation on the Internet. Yeah, it is. And that's all the more reason to look at several sources when you do. Uh, I think most people that would listen to our broadcast are, you know, they're looking at different sources, verifying the fact. Something I might add, Tom, we hold these truths as operated as a non-incorporated entity through our life. And some years ago, we had a scrape with GoDaddy over something that they did to us that we thought was bad. And we were able to file a lawsuit against GoDaddy simply because we were not incorporated. We could afford to do it. Had we been incorporated, we would not have been able to afford to do it. But we went ahead and filed a a lawsuit that didn't uh, end up with anything but it did serve a purpose for us at the time. And this idea of taking tax-exempt status and incorporating is entrapping all kinds of people and organizations into positions where they have to have a Wall Street law firm in order to take the least little action to defend themselves against all kinds of illegal acts. If somebody did to us what they did to Chuck Hagel, if they bought the name charleseecarlson.com or weholdthesetruths.org, strictly referring to us, and then they defamed us on that lawsuit, you can bet that we would find a way to file a suit even if we only had $500 in the bank. This is something that's very important, and it's one of the reasons that we do not take tax-exempt status, and we hope the listeners of this program observe that when it comes time for them to decide to send us a small donation because we can receive those. For what it's worth. Thank you. All right, thank you, and we hope you enjoyed this podcast, ladies and gentlemen, and please pass it on to a friend. We hope we've done some stimulation here to your thought process. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast, and please visit our website, whtt.org. 
you will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.